0: Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fan Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Reed. Welcome back to another episode of the Lake Show Life Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Reed, the acting side expert over on lakeshowlife.com, part of the Fan Podcasting Network. Today is Monday, February 8th, 2021. Uh, Tom Brady has defied time. He is a seven-time Super Bowl champion. I would say the goat of goats. Sorry, Michael Jordan. Uh, nobody's co- close to Brady. Um, and yeah, the sports world just feels feels like normal. Everything going on in the world in the sports world feels like normal. Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl. Uh, my favorite, Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, it's not normal for them to win the World Series. But, you know, making another big addition. Trevor Bauer, that was huge. Uh, we're going to go back-to-back. And, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James playing MVP-level basketball, defying age just like Mr. Brady, and hopefully going back-to-back as well. Um, if everything's right in the sports world, LeBron has to win again. That's just how this works. Um, what was that old stat? LeBron in Alabama, The years it, for a while it was every year LeBron won, Alabama also won, and whenever LeBron lost, Alabama lost. I believe that streak was broken, but could pick back up. Alabama won this year. LeBron's going to win again. I think that's all the reason we need to know. Um, But maybe not if uh, talking about the Detroit Pistons game coming off of that. But before we talk about that, there's been some notable Lakers news. It's not really so much news as, you know, reports, but um, it is notable and it includes a fan favorite Laker. That's Mr. Talen Horton Tucker. Uh, So for those that do not know, this morning it was reported, uh, Brian Windhorst reported, it's more speculation and whatnot, but he believes that THT could get a poison pill contract offer in the upcoming offseason. For those who do not know, it is when a player has less than, I believe, three years of experience. Let's see, THT poison pill. Let's let's get someone who's smarter than me because I'm going to be honest. I don't know off all of the, uh, the rules, the contract rules <laughs> off the top of my head. I believe it's someone who has three or fewer years and they can get an offer. It's capped by the Gilbert Arenas rule. Man, I had a perfect article by NBC Sports and now I can't find it. Let's see, Taylor Horton Tucker. I'm just spelling his name wrong. This is terrible radio, guys. Why do you guys listen to the Lake Show Life podcast? You listen because we're a family. That's why. Um, so pretty much he could get this poison pill offer. It's kind of like what Tyler Johnson got a few years ago. with the. He got an offer from the Brooklyn Nets and the Miami Heat matched it. Pretty much he could sign as high of a, as a four-year, $82 million extension. Now, that's an absolute cap, and it is capped off by the Gilbert Arenas rule, but it looks something like it's a non-taxpayer's uh, salary next season. So we have some. That's something around 8.99 million. The year following would be 105% of that past salary, so 5% increase. And the final two years would be, I believe, 110% of a max contract that he could get at that age. It's something like 35, 36 million. It's 30 million year three, 32 million year four. Um, so this is kind of a big deal. So Windhorse and others have compared it to that Tyler Johnson contract. Johnson did not get the max, but he did get four years, 50 million. Now. This is kind of a big deal because the Lakers are most likely going to be over the cap next year, you know, and obviously you could, you know, maneuver it with bird rights and whatnot. But just in terms of the the cap itself, the Lakers are probably going to be over it when this, you know, offer if another team offers a contract. If the Lakers are over the cap, they are not allowed to use. So there's two ways you could do it. If you're under the cap, you get the choice. You could say, "I want the salary cap hit to be what he's actually making that year. So if he's making the 9 million, he would be his cap it would be 9 million next year and then, you know, 11 million, then 30, then 32. If you're under the cap, you have the luxury to do that. The problem is Lakers not being under the cap. They do not have the luxury to do that. They would have to take on the average salary, which would be, you know, if it's a 50 year deal it would be 12.5 million. Um they might not have the money for that, and that's the problem. And yeah, you know, he's part of clutch, LeBron, Rich Paul, all them. You would hope that you know they're going to do the Lakers a favor, and they very well could. You know Anthony Davis when he was traded, everyone, no one expected him to decline the trade kicker. You know as an extra $5 million, $5.6 dollars, million. Um, and he did. He did so the Lakers would have more salary cap space. Now that this is a little different though, because T, because uh, AD knew he was going to get a big contract. He was already getting paid a lot. Taylor Horn Tucker's uh, younger than me. He's twenty years old, and if a twenty year old gets offered, you know, fifty million dollars <laughs> next off in the summer, like. It's kind of hard for someone that age to turn it down, especially when you look at the career trajectory of what THT could be. Yeah, you want to help the Lakers, but he's won a championship. He very well could win another this year. Like He might look at it like, hey, you guys have been great to me, but I'm going to go do my own thing. You know, I'm not getting that many minutes, um, and that maybe that's why. <laughs> the Lakers don't want him to be signed, but he's getting 16 minutes. Maybe some team wants to start and wants to play him 25 minutes a game. Um, so he might look at it and be like, hey, I'm going to take this four-year, $50 million deal. I'm going to be 25 years old by the time this deal is up with six seasons of NBA experience. I could sign if, you know, he turns into a superstar, which isn't guaranteed, but you never know with these things, you know, he could sign another max deal. And then by the time that max deal is up, he's 29. He could sign another max deal, like his career earnings, you know, obviously this is assuming again, that he is a max superstar player, which there are very few of, but there are a lot of teams that give out, you know, maxes to players that don't deserve them, you know trap maxes so who knows you know he could be a borderline all-star that gets a max but he could really maximize his career earnings um 50 million over four years you know maybe a little bit more like that's a big deal that's a lot of money and is it worth it i mean the lakers it depends what they do uh dennis Schroeder, his contract extension i made the case for him in a previous podcast episode whether or not they should extend him i honestly don't think so for how much he may ask i mean depending on the price obviously but if he's asking for you know the max extension that he could get, um, not the actual max, then I don't think he's worth it. You got guys, you know, uh, some other free agents. Alex Caruso, he's a notable free agent after the season. You know, what are they going to do with him? Um, it seems like the hype around Caruso is a little bit less, at least in NBA circles, than it is for THT. I'm not sure why. I think it's maybe because Caruso isn't this offensive, you know, mastermind, whatever. He's not a big offensive contributor, whereas THT has shown some really good signs offensively. Uh, both are elite defenders. Caruso being the better defender. um, You know, he's a free agent. You got, you know, Trez as a player option. He could very well opt out. Um, Wesley Matthews, he's on a minimum, but, you know, that's another roster spot you have to fill. And Gasol will still be around. Kuzma signed his extension. He could be traded, you know. It's just going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what Rob Polinka does. Um, but to be fair, I was kind of worried about what he would do this past off season with how the contracts and whatnot were shaping out. And he made the most of it, and he made this team better. So if anyone's going to make the team better, it is uh, Rob Polinka. That being said, if THT gets a four-year, sixty million dollar offer and the Lakers have the money, I, I they they would re-sign him, and it's the probably the right move. You know, I just haven't personally seen enough to give. THT $60 million. I just, I mean, he has, he's shown great signs and whatnot, but he, I don't know. I'm being skeptical and it's not my money to spend, so who cares if they spend the money as long as they can work it out with the cap, if they can get other role players. But I just don't want it to be a situation where THT restricts them from bringing someone else in. But, you know, when you really look at it, like, there's not really that many premier free agents anyway, so it actually might be the best bet because you figure. Let's sign THT to a $15 million deal, whatever it is. It might not even be that. And then you have two really exciting young assets. Well, one really exciting young asset and another young asset um, asset, and Kyle Kuzma. So that's, you know, THT $15 million. Kyle Kuzma, what is it, $12.5 million. All of a sudden, you have two contracts that equal almost a max guy. So then, I don't know, maybe you go over to someone like the Washington Wizards and you say, hey, Bradley Beal doesn't want to play with you anymore, and obviously this is assuming Beal makes it to the next straight deadline, but we'll give you THT, who is a really exciting guy. Maybe he's averaging, you know, 15 and 5 and 5 by that time. Uh, he's 21 years old. We're going to give you Kyle Kuzma. You know, he could be your wing scorer. We'll give you a draft pick or whatever the case may be, um, you know, the pick swaps, whatever. And, you know, for one year, Bradley Beal or whatever it is, you know, they could easily and obviously people don't want to, you know, trade THT, but if there's a superstar like Beal on the market, you know, you might do it. Um, Not saying that's what the Lakers should do, but it gives them that opportunity. It gives them that possibility of leveraging THT into something bigger because of his contract, because the way it works now, they don't have those in-between contracts to trade. You know, Bill Simmons always talks about it. I think it's genius. Every team should have one of those. And I think that's why the Kuzma extension was good. As much as I'm not a huge fan of Kuzma, like, that is a contract you could throw on top of someone else's contract, you know, AKA Danny green, you know, they threw his contract in a trade for Dennis Schroeder. You can make the case for Schroeder's contract being that contract. Of course, he's a free agent after the year. So, and if they overpay him, then no team's going to want to take on uh Dennis Schroeder at 27 million or whatever the number would be. But it's interesting. It's a really interesting situation because THT has kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, the signs were there. Um, we talked about him last year on the podcast and kind of the positive signs he had and whatnot, but How he balled out in the preseason and the potential he's shown, you know, no one realistically expected that when the Lakers drafted him, you know, 42nd, 52nd overall uh, two years ago, you could say like, oh, I've always liked THT and stuff. But I mean, let's be honest, and I'm a Charger fan as well. And a lot of Charger fans are doing with this, this with Justin Herbert, like you could like a prospect, but not expect them to be as good as they were. And there's a lot of just fan bias anyway. So no matter who the Chargers picked in that pick, it could have been Tua, it could have been Isaiah Simmons, it could have been an offensive lineman. People were going to say, like, oh, I like him. And then when he pans out, it's like, you know, great, fantastic. So obviously after THT was picked, all Laker fans, myself included, are going to talk themselves into him being this great prospect when in reality second-round picks, you know, two out of every year, out of every draft class, turn into actual rotation guys. Um, So I don't think anyone truly, truly expected him to take this leap. I mean, there are one or two people out there, you know, but it's interesting. It's interesting what, what the Lakers do because they all of a sudden have a commodity in him. They have a commodity in Crusoe that really shouldn't be commodities. Um, they've kind of done things a little different. You know, they're great at developing late first and second round picks, and that's paying off. You know, that's why they have these title windows and they have guys, you know, like Crusoe and THT that are providing valuable minutes. Um, even Kuzma, you know, is a minutes eater and whatnot, as much as I don't like him. Um, it's... The Lakers are in good hands. Um, I'm sure that Rob Plink will do the right thing, but I'm just glad I'm not the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers because I don't know what I would do if uh, THT got this big offer. So I do know what I would do if I needed to do some personal grooming. That is, I'd use the Manscaped products. How do I know this? Because Manscaped hooked us up, they sent us their perfect package 3.0 kit. includes a bunch of things to help preserve your area down there uh, headlined by the uh, lawnmower 3.0 so this is their third generation it is a ball hair trimmer or just you know any hair down there Uh, it's got a light it's got a trimmer it's got anything you could use Uh, you could use it dry outside of the shower you got the light and whatnot it's waterproof you could use it inside of the shower Um, it's really been revolutionary you know um, it's sensitive down there it's it's sensitive uh you got to handle it you know with care just like you got to handle the basketball with care um, and this is the perfect thing. You know, this, this, the Manscaped products have Rajon Rondo handles. I know he's not on the Lakers anymore, but they have Rajon Rondo handles. Um, it's just fantastic. You know, you're in great hands, but they have more than just that inside the perfect package. 3.0 kit. Uh, They had what is called the Crop Preserver. Um, It helps keep your, you know, your, you know what's from sweating, smelling, sticking, all that stuff, you know, after sweating, playing some b-ball at the 24. I know we're not doing that right now. Wink, wink. They also have the Crop Reviver, which alongside of the Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer. Um, it, It just keeps the boys down there clean, keeps them fresh, you know, keeps them ready for anything. And that's really what we need to do. Um, they also threw in some gifts, some gifts you could get if you ordered the package as well. Uh, they threw in a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs. That's what I'd be hooping in if I was a hooper. I'm not. I'm kind of suck at basketball. Um, and they also sent me a travel shed bag to store all the grooming you know, goodies and whatnot traveling. We're not traveling right now, but when we are traveling, throw, throw them all in your suitcase. You know, Throw it in the bag. Throw it in the suitcase. You're good to go. The good thing is they didn't just send it to me. They want you guys to get in on the action as well, and they want you guys to get a discount as well. Um, If you use the code FANSIDED20 over at manscaped.com, you get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. So real quick before we preview the OKC Thunder uh, games, because there's two of them before our next podcast episode, I just wanted to touch on the Pistons double overtime game. Now, (laughs) I had the Lakers blowing the Pistons out, and I had the under. Went 0 for 2 in my betting picks was completely wrong about that. You know, the Lakers have been blowing bad teams out at home all season. And for whatever reason, they didn't this time. Um, and I just got to say, it's a good thing that the Pistons won't make the NBA finals because the Lakers might be in trouble if they are um, <laughs> in reality though, there's nothing really to be concerned about. If you look at it, this is really Detroit's two best games of the season. And today, you know, or last night or Saturday night, I should say it's a, it took, it took uh, Dylan Wright and Josh Jackson to go combine nine of 14 from deep. Um, nine to 14, like they're not going to do that every game. You know, they were both red hot, uh, Wright Was, I believe four for four, Josh Jackson, five for 10. So, you know, when that happens, obviously, you know, it's going to be a close game. It happens, you know, against these bad teams, you kind of play down to the level of your competition and every contending team does that. So I wouldn't worry about the Lakers. My one complaint, I do have one complaint from this game. I tell people not to overreact about regular season games. It's pointless, you know, unless it becomes a trend. My only complaint and it's kind of becoming a trend that's why it is a complaint is I don't like how the Lakers are handling final possessions of close games. I, I just don't. I talked about this in the in the Celtics game, after the Celtics game, um how they weren't, you know, managing the clock well and I didn't like the shot selection down the stretch. And really, you know, they were one Kemba Walker, you know, uh step back or the uh, Daniel Tice put putback from losing that game. It was the exact same thing as the 76ers game. Now, I thought they handled the final moments of the Sixers game better. It's just Tobias Harris hit that shot, even though the final possession of the Sixers game was terrible. AD just got trapped at half court and couldn't do anything. Um, But I I don't like these final possessions, and I didn't like it against the Pistons either. Now, in overtime and whatnot, you know, obviously got the job done. I'm more talking about the regular, uh, you know, regular time uh, final possessions of the game. Uh, Is that what it is, regular time? That sounds so wrong. I don't know. Um I, you know, LeBron took a contested three at the buzzer, so at the shot clock, um, with like, what, 25 seconds left on the clock, something like that. They had a two-point lead. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Just get to the rim, you know, drive, create something. Give the ball to AD in the post and let him work. It's like LeBron gets obsessed with these, you know, I call them FU3s, you know, with the explicit words. Um, where he just wants to hit that dagger, and you know, look, you know, it's it. sometimes he does, and he looks awesome when he does that. You know, he did it in the double overtime. You know, he hit those big shots, but then the reason they were there is because he missed this shot. Now, if he makes it, you know, oh, I'm not going to be talking about it. Who cares? The problem is, like, yeah, LeBron's shooting the best three point shot of his career thus far. I, I just, I don't like it when he just goes in ISO. You know, him and AD passed a few times, but then he just goes in ISO. Everyone in the world knows he's going to shoot and, you know, he's, what, shooting 40% this season. So it's a 40% chance of going in with a hand in his face. Maybe you say that's a 30% chance. You're LeBron James. Set a screen. Do a pick and roll. Get to the rim. Do something. I'm at least happy that they wasted the clock this time because that was a problem they had in the last game. But when you take it down to the buzzer and there's three seconds left on the shot clock or five seconds, whatever it was, and you're still just standing there, like, yeah, you're going to take that three. Um, I, I just wish there would be better possessions you know because they only needed a two it wasn't a one-point game if it's a one-point game i could understand that put the game away but it was a two-point game you know and you're leaving it open to lose you know the the pistons could have went down the other end hit a three game over you know so you're again you're lebron james drive to the hoop kick out give it to 80 in the post if anything i i just i i don't know i i don't like it um i wish they would be better in these final possessions and again when he makes the shots i look stupid and it's not a problem at all. But, you know, in the playoffs, that's not going to fly. You don't want to, in these closing moments, you don't want your your move to be an isolation three every single time. You know, that you make 40% of the time statistically. You just don't. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anthony Davis shooting 57% two-point range. Uh, LeBron, 54%. Trez, who I am, don't remember if he was on the court at that time, 65%. Um, obviously you want LeBron or AD taking the shots, but even draw a foul, you know what I mean? Like LeBron gets so many foul calls, let's be honest, you know, if he drives to the rim, gets fouled, gets hacked, he makes one of them, you know, it's a three-point game and you're at least ensuring that, you know, the Pistons have to take a three, you know what you're defending against and, you know, it's not, I don't know, you're not setting yourself up for a chance to lose. So that was my biggest complaint, watching it live, you know, I was frustrated, it ended up working out in the end, I mean, they played a double overtime game, they really didn't have to play, but it is what it is. Uh, they had a day off, um, got to watch the Super Bowl, spend time with family, and now they got the OKC Thunder uh, today. That is Monday the eighth. Um, hopefully, those double overtime doesn't you know suck the life out of them in this game. Anthony Davis is not playing; he's resting for his Achilles tendonitis, I believe is the uh, correct terminology. A little bit worried. Achilles injuries are not good, um, but you know they're being cautious about it, and that's good. Um, they got to be cautious about it. So he's not playing now; he hasn't played a few times this year. I believe the Lakers are two and one in games he's not played uh He didn't play the first game against Detroit and they lost that obviously uh he didn't play against Chicago at home and they won that uh by one and then they didn't play he didn't play against Minnesota early in the season uh at home and they won by thirty six so two and one they don't need a d especially against a team like I mean that sounds bad saying they don't need a d but Against a team like the Thunder, you could definitely afford to rest him. And that's exactly what the Lakers are doing. There's a reason that he's resting against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But that does change the game. It does. Um, the Thunder, they are without Grant Hill, I believe. I think that's their only significant injury. And I don't even know if that's really significant. Um, Al Horford did not play the first matchup. He's back. Uh, they also don't have Mike Muscala and... Who's this other? Isaiah Roby. Um, That'll be fine. Isaiah, Isaiah Roby could play. He didn't play Saturday, but he could play. I think... You know, the Lakers are still obviously the much more talented team, but I was kind of high on the Thunder heading into the season. Not high where I thought they were going to be a playoff team even, but I think everyone was looking at the Thunder like this team is god-awful. They're going to be terrible. Their over-under was 22.5, and and they're already halfway there at 10-12. I took the over. I did yearly picks uh, just on my personal Twitter, um, and I picked the over for OKC because we saw it last year. You know, Everyone thought they were going to be terrible last year. Obviously, they had Chris Paul. Um, but they way exceeded expectations. And, you know, I expected him to not be good, you know, great, but I expected him to exceed those expectations. I don't think they're bottom three or four team in the league worthy. I mean, they have SGA who scores 22, 6 and 5. You know, he averages that. He's a great young player. He's 22. He's coming up. Uh, Al Horford has been better in OKC because, you know, he was just a terrible fit in Philly. And that's what a lot of people forgot about with Al Horford. Um, his contract's terrible, don't get me wrong but he was just such a bad fit in Philly. And then he goes over to OKC and he's kind of the same Al Horford that he was the last season in Boston. I mean, comparing the two seasons in Boston, he averaged 29 minutes a game. OKC 27.2. He's averaging 13.7 points this year. He averaged 13.6 that Boston year. He's averaging the same amount of steals. He's averaging 0.3 fewer blocks. He is averaging his assists are down. So 4.2 to 3. His rebounds are up 7.2 to 6.7. He's, Around the same free throw shooting, he's around the same effective field goal percentage. Uh his three point shot is better, forty-three percent thus far this season. It's the same Al Horford. It, I mean, it he's attempting eleven, he's attempting a little bit more shots per game. You know, the last time he attempted this many shots was 2016-17 Boston, but it's the same out Horford. You know, and yeah, he's old, his contract's terrible, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded after the season. That that was OKC's plan, you know, trade him, get assets for taking on his contract. Let him play on this team that isn't going to be a huge playoff team, um, and then accumulate stats, be better. He's in a better system, and then be traded again. You know, for a, a pick, they'll probably have you know what thirty seven picks after that in the next five years. Um, so that's been the plan. I like the Thunder. I don't like them as a great team, but I like the Thunder more than most people. That being said, do they have a chance to get the La- against the Lakers? I don't know. Purple and gold players, though. For those that do not know, the purple player is a role player on the other team that the Lakers have to limit, have to contain in order to get the W. The gold player is a role player on the Lakers that I personally think is going to have a big game. So this kind of accounts for both games since there is two Thunder games back to back. So it's today, uh, Monday at 7 PM as always. And then Wednesday again, 7 PM both at home and they're at the home against the Grizzlies on Friday. And then they go uh, to Denver next Sunday, Valentine's day. My purple player is the man himself, Al Horford with no Anthony Davis, you know Horford can kind of bang in the post a little bit. He's not as good of a post player as he once was, but he can't. He does have some post moves, um, especially against Trez. Trez isn't a fantastic defender, uh, but he can hold his own against Horford. Horford's going to space the floor a little bit. You know he's going to open up the floor for them and just and just stopping Horford. You know it's going to take a 18 and 10 game for Horford for the Thunder to win this game, and he's definitely capable of doing that, um, but it's not likely. Uh, but with no AD, you know I think he's going to have a lot better time uh, Gasol is going to guard him, you know, when Gasol's out there, but both old men, but I think Horford's, you know, still a, a step or two quicker than uh, Gasol. Um, so just really limiting Horford and more importantly, limiting him when Gasol's not on the court, um, especially with no AD that's important. So that's who I would, you know, that's the purple player. Obviously SGA is going to lead the team in scoring. I think I picked him last time as a quote unquote role player. This time I'm going out Horford gold. Ironically, I'm going Montrez Harrell. Because I think he's going to do a good job of shutting Al Horford down in these two games. Um, you know, Anthony Davis missing the game, and it's Trez's opportunity to shine. Uh, he's probably still going to come off the bench. I'm not too sure, honestly. Um, but I expect him to be the second leading scorer in both games. So when AD was out, two of the games he scored 12 points and I believe eight points. One of the games he scored 17 with 12 boards. And that was against Chicago, a similar team to OKC in terms of just overall talent, in my opinion. I think Chicago's a little bit more talented. But their records are similar. You know, they're both kind of in the same spot. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Chicago might not be that much more talented. Yeah, they have Zach Levine, but the Thunder have SGA, and I might like SGA more. Um, Either way, in that game, uh, Trez went 17-12. and He's got to do that again. He doesn't have to do that again, but I think he's going to do that again. Uh, The Thunder, you know, they have Al Horford at center. He's a small ball center. That's perfect for Trez. Uh, He doesn't have to come up against this big rim protector, you know, because he is undersized as a 5 um, they also have um, who's their second? I don't even know who their backup big man is. That just helps the the uh, Trez breakout game um, narrative, because obviously Dort and um, Diallo are forwards. What was it Theo Maladon? Is that a, he's he a center? My my uh, OKC Thunder um knowledge is really shining through here. So Darius Baisley is a power forward. Uh, Theo Maladon plays twenty two minutes per game he is a point guard see i'm way off anyone who knows theo maladon is probably you know laughing at me right now they they don't have good size they just don't they so this is good for trez this is good for him to bang down low get to the rim you know be that high energy guy off the bench and really have a big game against the thunder i think he's going to um i would say he averages 15 points in these two games i think he's going to go no maybe a little bit more i think he's going to go 19 and 16 so that's what 17 and a half he's going to average 17 and a half points in these two games that's if Anthony Davis doesn't play. He very well could play the second Thunder game. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see AD again until the Nuggets game on Sunday. Um, if if it is an actual injury concern and not just them load managing, you know, with a quote-unquote pretend in- injury, then they probably should give him Monday to Friday off, let them come back, you know, against the Nuggets. Three terrible teams. They don't really need them in those games. And if they lose one or two, it is what it is. You know, they're fine. As far as my betting picks to round up the show, As you know, every podcast, I pick both against the spread and against the uh, money line. Or not the money line. The point total. Every Lakers game. I already said I went 0-2 last game. Uh, I expected a blowout and the win. I expected a blowout and the under. It was not that. Double overtime. Terrible for under. Um, I wonder if there's ever been a double overtime game where the under still hit. Probably not. Um, And I've come back down to earth, guys. I was 13-1 in a 14-game stretch about a week ago. I was red hot. Anyone that was shading me or following me, whatever the word is, Tailing me, I think that's the word. Was making money. I wasn't betting on these myself, but was making money. I was up what? If I was thirteen and one, that's up like twelve units. If you got a hundred dollar units, that's up twelve hundred dollars. That's a stimulus check, baby. Um, I'm I'm handing out stimulus checks, except for I'm twenty 19 on the season <laughs> after going zero and two, only four head. That's about if everything's minus one ten odds. That's shoot. I, I don't even know. Not up very much um this line in this game according to the bet mgm odds on the action network lakers are 10 and a half point favorites at the time of recording with the over under set at 219 and a half one of these picks i absolutely love i love it so much i actually made it a reedy's lock this is something outside of lake show life i just if i really love bets i call them reedy's locks uh they were red hot last year they were i believe eight and one since the, um their birth um i don't just hand them out either they're very few and far between i mean There was nine of them in a case in a time from when sports returned, baseball returned in what July to when you know, the end of the year. So I don't hand them out very often this year. I've actually done, I have a spreadsheet, so I keep track. It's my fourth 3D's lock. You guys want to hear them Chargers versus chiefs over 43. That was week 17, 59 total points. So that was a 16 point winner won that one. That was on the 3rd of January on the 10th of January. I had Buffalo. (laughs) This was the only loss and I bet the most on it. Buffalo minus half a point. Uh Pittsburgh pick pick 'em teaser in the wild card round. Obviously Pittsburgh just crapped the bet against the Browns. Uh, so I lost that. I bet two point seven five units on that after betting one point one unit. And I these are real bets, actually. One point one units on the LA uh, the Chargers versus Chiefs. Last Redie's lock I had Packers minus six and a half against the Rams. Yes, I made a six and a half line of lock. They won by fourteen. Never in doubt. Bet one point eight units on that. Um one point six five, excuse me. I am down 0.25 units on my reedys locks this year but it's okay because we're on the up and up because we have LAL, lal we have the lakers this is how i wrote it on my sheet that's why i said that lakers okc the lock the reedys lock of this game under 219.5 there is no way and i'm saying it now and you guys can clip this and make me look foolish and tweet me at each your or at the lake Show life podcast or just at the lake Show life there's no way that these two teams are scoring a combined 220 points unless it goes to overtime. And the Lakers just played a double overtime game. What are the chances that a game goes, two games back-to-back go to overtime? I would say very slim. Um, look, the Thunder have a mediocre offense and a an okay defense. I mean, if you look at their points allowed per game, it's not fantastic. They've allowed 113 points per game. That's 23rd in the league. But if you look at their advanced metrics, you know, effective field goal percentage allowed, which is a percentage I like to use in my model. Ah, uh, they rank what is it eleventh in the league in that, um, so that's good. You know, the teams you know in terms of how efficient they are in shooting the basketball, eleventh. Um, they don't allow a lot of free throws, uh, opponent free throws per field goal attempt. They're actually first defensively in the league. Um, you know, so I, I like them. I think defensive rating they're pretty decent as well. I don't know where they're where the defensive rating at is on a Basketball Reference, but. I, they, they got an okay defense. They got a pretty bad offense, and the Lakers have a really good defense that's going to shut down this pretty bad offense, and they don't have Anthony Davis, who scores 20 to 25 to 30 points a game for them. Is Trez obviously going to step up, but is Trev's gonna, Trev, Trev, Trez going to make up those points? Probably not. Um, so you figure you're probably losing in terms of who's going to step up with AD being out. You're probably losing 8 to 9 points um, with AD being out. And you know, with a terrible you know Thunder offense and a good Lakers defense, even without AD, it's just not it's not a good sign for the over. So I really, really love the under. Like I love it, love it, love it. In terms of the spread, I'm going OKC okay, plus ten and a half. I've been riding with the Lakers on these high lines, and they've been losing, so I'm switching gears. Maybe I shouldn't because since they didn't cover the high line last game, maybe they're going to cover the high line this game. I think it's going to be a somewhat close game where the Lakers are in control the whole time, um, and but it's close, you know, one of those close, ugly games, then they're gonna they're gonna be up four and hit a three or something with you know thirty seconds left and then Thunder aren't gonna score. I have final score, Lakers 107, Thunder 100. So I have the under hitting by twelve and a half points. I have the Thunder covering by three and a half, and it's just I don't see the Lakers winning by eleven or more in this game because even if they have a big lead, they're gonna rest guys. And the Thunder could easily backdoor cover. So and again, the Thunder have an okay defense. I think it's a little underrated and the Lakers are without Anthony Davis, and, you know, it is what it is, so with Anthony Davis, I said they're losing, you know, eight to nine points, it's a 116-110 game, that's still the under, by the way, guys, um, so I really love the under, I like OKC plus 10.5, I'm hoping to go 2.0 with a Lakers win, of course, uh, that is the best case scenario for me, Lakers win, but the, the Thunder cover, just so I can, my, my season record get a little better, and so can the Lakers season record, but... That's what I think is going to happen. Let me know what you think is going to happen. Again, you can let us know over on Twitter. You can let me know personally on my Twitter. Leave us a review on the on the Apple Podcast. You know, reviews really, really help us out. They really help us grow, you know, the audience, the community we have here. Uh, I love all you guys. You know, we're a family here. Um, you know, leave a review with a question, comment, concern, anything uh, over on Apple Podcast. I do read the reviews. I do answer questions, you know, on the pod. Last podcast, we talked about Jared Allen potentially coming to the Lakers. You know, that did bits. Um, in terms of, you know, how people responded to it and the conversations that were created with it. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you want to, if you have a conversation starter, just let me know. I will read it on the podcast. I'll credit you, whatever the case is. Um, as long as you don't say anything bad about Lonzo Ball, then I'll just block you. Um, and you'll never be able to listen to the podcast again because Lonzo Ball is the goat. Um. <laughs> in the meantime, guys, you know, stay safe. Enjoy your potential Super Bowl hangover. Um, enjoy the Lakers game tonight, 7 p.m. Watch out for the under. Just know I have real money riding on it. You know, feel for me. Um, and I'll be back at you on Thursday talking about the two Thunder games and then previewing the Grizzlies and the Nuggets game. Um, y'all stay safe. I love y'all. Go Lakers. I'll be every day.